Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. For November 17th, this is Sports Beat. This is Dan Caswell with Adam Caswell and Grant's here as well. How are you, gentlemen? Fantastic. Doing today. good. Yeah. I think we're going to dedicate today's show to the Canadian men's soccer team and to Canadian men's soccer and women's soccer in general. We just seem to be uh, rolling quite along in the, uh, in the football as they call it in Europe. Um, let's go right off the top. Team Canada soccer, men's soccer last night, beating the Mexicans in a very cold Edmonton. <laughs> Home field advantage. I'm sure that if they could play in the Yukon, they would have. <laughs> well, uh, you know, one thing I, I, I saw, I actually watched the game last night. One thing I, I not saw but heard is I guess uh, Mexico had a game last week. And they were coming up, and they, they there was no fields available for them to practice at in Edmonton or in Alberta, for that matter. Shocking! Not one field was Shocking. available. And uh, anyway, so they ended up having to practice uh, somewhere in the states in Indianapolis or something like that. Um, minus nine is a cold, cold game. If you really think about it, uh, you have football players that are bundled up. And a lot of those soccer players had bare legs, mm -hmm. bare arms, mm -hmm. bare heads. Yep. You know, uh, it was, that's a pretty frosty uh, environment. Well, you know, and you, you watch the second goal, uh, the celebration was jumping into a pile of snow that's and right. doing a couple yeah. of snow and sitting on the frozen concrete. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, just, uh, just toughen you up a little bit, but yeah, I, I love the fact that they really took advantage of that home field advantage. Like they, they basically had the most northern field that they could find to play in. Yep. It's going to be a long, long bus ride back to Tijuana for those Mexicans. <laughs> the heaters are going to be on. The Mexicans' teeth are still, They're still chattering. Yes, they are. Um, now, a couple of things about the game. Uh, Kyle Aaron scored both goals, and now he is tied for uh, most goals in World Cup play, or sorry, in, in Team Canada play. Uh, with 22, um, it's just the the for people that don't know the top three teams in every group uh, get an automatic berth to the World Cup. Uh, right now, uh, Canada is in first place. They're in first place. They're, they're, yeah, go ahead. I believe they've got six games left. Yep. Um, they play kind of ended. They play through the end of January. Uh, and then another three kind of in the, uh, the end of March. Yeah. Now, with that, they've, they've already played eight games, so they've played everyone in their pool. Mm -hmm. uh, they have four wins and four draws. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, and with a win, they get three points. So they took four points away from the Mexican team uh, because they beat them once and tied them the other time, or, or it was a draw. I guess it's no, there's no ties in soccer. Nah. It's a draw. And... Um, uh, you, well, they're in, in good position to be one of the top three teams. Now, if they something happens and they you know they don't do well in the next uh, six games, then and they end up in fourth, then there is kind of a call it a wild card tournament to get those final spots for the World Cup. Yeah, that, you know, and and you've got six games, so there's a lot of points that are still available right now, and and. You know, there's some games that are, are going to be very winnable, and then there's some games that are, are going to be tough. So you've got Panama, who uh, they're, they're tied, for four, uh, tied for third or tied for fourth, however you want to 
you say that, uh, they're going to be hungry to, for a win. Would they be drawed for third or fourth? Drew. Or, or would it be? <laughs> I, think, I think outside the game, when you're in the standings, you're tied, but in, your, in the game, you're drawn. Okay. Um, <laughs> so with that, but I mean, they have already played Panama yep. and beat them for nothing. 100%. Uh, now, was that in Toronto when they played Panama? I can't. I so can't. like, obviously, the next game would be probably in Panama on their home turf. Or, or down south somewhere. Yep. You know, down south somewhere. So, it, it, they're, but they are shaping up. One other games that they have left in January is against the Americans. Yep. The other one's against Honduras. Uh, Honduras is one that, uh, if you're a gambling person, you'd bet on the Canadians. I think it'll be a, quite, the, quite the test against the Americans. 100%. Because I think that's one of their other draws that they had was uh, against the Americans. And I... You know, the game plan that the Canadians had going into that was to frustrate them. And that, that that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And if they can emulate that, then they, they could probably might be able to turn it into a win because yep. uh, the U.S. would might be a little frustrated going in, remembering what happened in the first game. Yep. And and the like the Canadians have typically been a try and slow the game down a little bit and, and try and frustrate them. But, you know, if you watch the game last night, it was it was very much a run and gun kind of game it wasn't a let's slow it down and and uh and try and and try for a draw they were they were going for a win there now i don't want to take anything away from these canadians but i always like to rip on referees and um was it one-sided last night did you see a one-sided game like did you like to me it seemed like the the uh, mexicans were getting getting the call like we're 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 having more uh, fouls and penalties against them. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it might have been that the Canadians said, "Look, do you want heat in your in your dressing room or not?" To the refs, and, uh, <laughs> if you want heat, then yeah. uh, then we need some calls. And if you don't want heat, then All right. you know, well, if we're not going to talk about that. Then we're not going <laughs> to talk about that. It's just uh, I, I just I happen to notice that sort of stuff. And you know what? With that, we're going to segue into my next. Uh, kind of ripping on the referees. This is kind of a bit of a rip on referees day. Holy, you're on um, fire today. And so, uh, Connor McDavid, do you think, and and we can open this up to the Festing Toyota text line as well at 705-224-2527. Indeed. Uh, do, you, do you think that the he's not getting the calls that should be going against the players? Do you think that just because... He is, you know, one of the fastest guys on the planet with the puck and definitely one of the fastest guys on the planet without the puck that there is, you know, the old, you know, 1990s, early 2000 obstructions that we don't hear about. And he's, you know, guys aren't getting called because they're just because it's Connor McDavid. You know what? I, I, I would tend to agree with that. And and you'd think that he'd get more calls, but it, it's it's almost like he's so fast that the refs are like, nah, he, he escaped, so no no harm, no foul. Yeah, but it, it's 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 ruining the scoring chances, and it's you know actually uh, making the referees look worse when you know Connor McDavid's blasting around a guy, and a guy hooks or trips or whatever, and rather than a shot on net. He ends up, you know, kind of down and into the corner. Yep. You know, and so I don't know. Like uh, for me, I, I want to like I want consistency. 
Yep. I want consistency. And, you know, Connor McDavid could have got away with something last night when he elbowed, um, who was it from Winnipeg behind the net? I forget who it was, but elbowed a guy right in the head. Yep. You know, uh, we were talking about a headshot with a San Jose player um, on a Marner. Guy got two game suspension. Yep. That wasn't a blatant hit. This was a blatant elbow to the head, and he gets a two minute ref. You know, yeah. so I guess it can go both ways, but also going back to with him, uh, you know, being so fast and all that sort of stuff, does the ref just say to the other bench, guess what? I'm going to call it as I see it. And if you're not fast enough and you're, and you're uh, hooking them or whatever or tripping or in, obstructing them anyway, I'm calling it. And then at least he sets the tone with the opposing team and away you go. Yeah, but the last time a referee spoke out about refing a game, he uh, lost his job when he had the makeup call. Ooh, we better get a makeup call. Well, it's not a makeup call. It's just <laughs> it's just how like I'm sure, uh, you know, with games where, you know, last year's game, um, Washington versus New York Rangers. Remember when uh, Tom Wilson was ragdolling oh, Panarin? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure the next game that they faced each other, the ref went up, said, you know, I'm going to call this tight. I don't want it, this game to go out of hand, all this sort of stuff. And it, it trickled down from the head office, Gary Bettman's office. So why would you not want a better product on the ice? Want your stars being stars yeah. and the guys that might not be fast enough. Well, guess what? You're now going to sit in the box. But it's it, 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 when you talk about refereeing in any sport, whether you're an umpire in baseball, the strike zones vary. Like, you know, refs in, in, in any professional sport, stuff varies. And, and unfortunately, it's always going to be it's always going to vary. And and when you have the human element in there, you're there's there's bound to be mistakes, mis mistakes made. I know, but it just seems that there's so many mistakes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving moving on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> should we talk about the Leafs for the rest? Uh, because Percy isn't here. He... Well, I was thinking we could talk about Ottawa. Oh, well, we can talk about Ottawa. Like, they're basically going to be pay, playing their games on a tabletop uh, checks game because they can't really play. Well, with uh, with Ottawa right now, I think they're going to like Thursday night shinny for their next uh, <laughs> guys for the roster. Um, they have a tremendous amount of people out right now uh, with uh, COVID, with uh, with injuries, yep. with all sorts of stuff. And I mean, I know that everything's kind of relaxing and whatnot, but as professional athletes, do you still not? Like it seems like they've just opened up the uh, opened it right up in 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 O Town, yep. and that they you know they 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 just I, I can't do believe, whatever you want. I can't believe that this like I can I can see it happening last year when it happened to many teams. Yep. Started off the season with the Dallas Stars, uh, Vancouver Canucks at one oh, point. That was dead. It, it went through uh, their their whole organization, and now you have the same thing happening now in in Ottawa. And yep. I just don't get it. Well, it's almost like the, the GM and the coach should have read everybody the riot act and said, look, at here's what's going on. Don't go out. Don't like you guys are professional athletes here. You're going to have a month off in the middle of the season to do whatever you want. 
but to go get COVID, exactly to go get the COVID, and then uh, and then come on back yep. after the uh, the Olympic break. Yep. But you know, it's just like I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that they're going to have scouts in some of the leagues in Huntsville right now yep. because we're within a three hour radius. So if you're playing men's league hockey, you better ramp it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, with <laughs> so you're insinuating that. Ottawa will not have a, a player go to the Olympics. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm insinuating. Okay. Well, no, Jimmy Stussel might go for, for he's German, isn't he? He is German. Yeah, so he'll go. He'll end up going. Yes. Um, okay. Now let's talk about the Leafs. Big three nothing win last night. Yep. Uh, that's that's a really good thing that they've done. Uh, there was what score goals now? Score goals. <laughs> uh, winning winning games and. Kind of, I guess, doing what we thought they were going to do at the beginning of the season. And it's not just about controlling the play. They seem to have uh, tweaked it a little bit where rather than playing on the peripheral of the ice, they're, they're, they're getting in and getting those getting better scoring chances. Um, and it, it also is a, a game of bounces. I know they won 3 nothing, but that one goal that uh, Matthews, well, Sorry, he hit the crossbar and it didn't go in. Uh, but, uh, you know, the game before, there was a very yep. similar play. Yep. And Morgan Riley, his went to the back of the net and that was a goal. Yep. So, and it, it was a goal that they needed yep. at the time. Um, Nashville's a really good team. They have fantastic uh, goaltending. Uh, and they're a really tough team to play against. And one thing I like to see with what the majority of the Leafs did is they, they answered the bell as far as the, the toughness was concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Nick Ritchie uh, got in a fight. It just seems like there's not a lot of fighting in the NHL anymore. Nope. And, uh, you know, I think I missed that because I was going back and forth from that in the soccer game. But you, uh, need to, uh, you need to talk to the guys upstairs and get a second TV. You need the side by side. Ah, for sure. You know, like <laughs> man of your stature should have two TVs in the same room. I'll have to ask Jeff to see if that's in the budget. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I don't uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Leafs close out in uh, 2021. Um, you know, they they have some they they. Uh, Colorado's coming to town. Yep. St. Louis is coming to town. Never easy. Tampa's coming yeah, to town. Never an easy game with uh, Columbus. So certainly isn't a, an easy road for the next month and a half. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what they can do, how they can finish the, the year, and then see how they start with the 2022. Because, I mean, even though it's one season, it seems like it's the tale of, of two, two period, like two um, two years, I guess, because there's a lot of teams that might have a slow start that in the new year, they ramp it yep. up. And I mean, it's happened before where, you know, you have someone who's a low to mid ranking team and they ramp it up. And next thing you know, they've run it right to the cup. Uh, St. Louis Blues yep. did it. Uh, Anaheim did it years ago. So with the, the slow start they had and the Leafs have traditionally had a pretty hot starts. Mm-hmm. And with that, they had a much slower start. So I'm hoping for Leaf fans that this is going to be a different year and they get over that first round hurdle. Well, I think that, I think that you might see three seasons this year because you've got, you've got that month-long break basically in, uh, in, in, in January, February for the Olympic break. And yep. so I think that you know, you're going to have some guys that go over and play hockey. They come back. The stars are going to be tired. And they, some of the other guys are are going to be either well-rested or rusty. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? Well, should we should we just throw in the gratuitous uh, F one Max Verstappen might be in a little bit of trouble right now? Go ahead. Wow, the it's it's amazing how. Uh, how the Hamilton camp has just released video of uh, Verstappen driving and showing him actually steering into him. And, uh, and so the stewards are now looking at this, and this could cost Mr. Verstappen uh, some serious points. So would that be just driver or would that be construction as well? I think it would be constructors as well as, as driver. I think, it's, I think it's both. If I was Red Bull, I'd just try and go after the constructor and, because you want your guy to win yep. and just say, look, we'll, we'll throw half of our constructor points out the window. But I, I think that uh, the Hamilton camp is going to say, no, we want, uh, we want a lot of points off of here. Huh. So where would they get this magical video from? Well, it's an onboard video that that the uh, that they found on on Red Bull. It's probably available. Well, with all the camera angles, like you can you can all of a sudden uh, have seventy two different angles from each car with all the cameras on there. And so I think that they probably got one of their lackeys to uh, to watch the entire race from from the start, uh, to, finish. start to finish on on the the Verstappen camera. And lo and behold, they they found this. Well, maybe. Maybe sometimes, you know, when you take a picture and it's like totally reversed. So maybe he was steering away from him, but it looks like he's steering into him. No, they didn't have the reverse reverse selfie on that one. No, 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 no. no. It was the correct angle. All right. Well, I think think we've done it. I think so. We did it. Another uh, another show in the books Uh, for Adam, Grant, and myself. Thanks for listening to Sportsbeat, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. 